Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. The draft is done. Best thing about that, I think for me, is it's another milestone on the way to actual football and the season starting. It's May. So suddenly, June is camp, July, August, pre-season games. September is the start of the season. I'm Gareth Ellis, and the first three picks always off the board. It's uh, Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Paul Hope. What's up, everybody? And Najee Karar. Hello, everyone. So, lads, nine new players drafted, a whole load of undrafted free agents, uh, and possibly a few surprises in the later rounds of the draft. Probably quite a lot to unpack, uh, so I'm just going to chuck Lee in at the deep end and say, unpack it, mate. Okay, so you just <laughs> mentioned a surprise in the later rounds of the draft. I thought it was a surprise in uh, our our first round of the draft. I think it surprised everybody. Um, I was, I was thinking, did we do a live show? No, it was a Zoom call. I think anybody who was on that Zoom call with me saw my reaction when we took a kicker. Uh, and to be honest, I think that's quite a natural reaction um, to take uh, for taking a kicker in the third round. But once I realised the rationale behind why we did it, and then the fact like 10, 11 picks later, the Patriots actually moved up to take a kicker, then it's understandable and I think it was a good pick. So, I mean, overall... I, I was happy with the draft. It, it's hard not to be happy with the draft unless all you wanted was the team to draft your favourite player. Obviously, I, I wanted us to draft Michael Wilson. Um, he went to the Cardinals. I think it was four or five spots in front of us. I think That's he's going to be a hell of a player. Yeah, I think he's going to be a hell of a player. Um, I congratulated him. I said, look, I'll, I'll always watch your career, uh, mainly because I, I met Michael back in 2019 when Stanford played Notre Dame. Um, we had a good conversation and we've, we've been exchanging messages ever since. So I, I kind of, I didn't have a vested interest in it, but I wanted him to go to a good team, i.e. us, but he didn't. And it's, it's all history now. But yeah, it, it's a difficult not to be happy with the draft because you don't know where you're getting. Brock Purdy is the prime example of that. Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Fred Warner in the third round. Yeah. It, it, it's just you don't know what you're getting. So some of these people we've taken, and let's face it, that very first pick that we took, I think we all wanted to take him with the first pick. I, I think if we were honest with ourselves, so to get G.A. Brown, I think he's going to be amazing. So he really excites me. And um, There's a couple of other players who, who've been taken that I kind of liked. Um, D. Winters. I think D. Winters was a good pick-up. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Obviously, in, in the... Um, the live preview show we did. I turned around and I said, safety linebacker, tight end. <clears throat> Excuse me. Safety linebacker, tight end um, are the three areas where we definitely need to do something in the draft and do something early. So to see a safety and a tight end taken in the first three picks was great. And then the fact we've taken two linebackers in the draft and then picked up another one as an undrafted free agent. I think for me... They've kind of done everything they could have done to plug those gaps. Because I wasn't one of these fans that thought we needed to concentrate on the O-line. I think we've already done that in previous years. And we'll see people stepping up this year. I think that's how uh, John Lynch drafts. That's how he builds the team. He, he Once he got that core of the roster in there, he's not looking for starters. He's looking for people who will come in and start one, two years down the road. 
and replace the gaps further down the road. So yeah, interesting draft. Uh, I think, like I said, I was quite shocked when Jake Moody came out at pick 99. And it wasn't until... I, I listened to a few people that was on the Zoom call and they all made sense. So they they changed my mind straight away. And then to listen to Shanahan come out and give the reasons, Shanahan Lynch, yeah. I, I'm I'm more than happy with moving up to take, to take Jake Moody there. Now, you'll have seen the post I put in... Um, Put in the group. So about the Jake Moody um, pick, I, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And this is why I love the, the combination of John Lynch and um, Kyle Shanahan. So just in case you haven't seen it, um, John Lynch was asked the question, did many other draft rooms reach out to you after you took Jake Moody? And John's response was, yes, a few of them did. Um, one in particular who I have the utmost respect for sent us a message saying, um, good pick, good spot. And that meant a lot to me for this person to reach out to say that. So the same journalist turned around and said, what about you, Kyle? And Kyle started smiling. He says, yeah, yeah, all my friends start texting us and uh, making fun of us for taking a kicker in the third. <laughs> and I just thought that was hilarious. I absolutely love that because he just completely lightened the mood because you, you could see where it was going with that very first question. People just honed in on the kicker in the third and it just diffused it straight away, which meant the rest of the press conference could could go quite well. Nancy, are you a happy man of the draft? Well, no, because I didn't get drafted, but you know, uh, well, there's, always, there's, always, there's always next year, I guess. <laughs> um, yes. Um, oh, it's, always, it's, always, it's always very, very hard to say whether the draft was good or not um three years is the you know the timeline to decide whether a draft class is good or not so i guess we'll see in three years um yeah there's a few there's a few names on this that i'm that I'm, I'm really happy about Jay brown i'm not sure um but i wanted i can't remember his name now it's too many men but the safety that i wanted went middle of the second i think so I, safety was quite a purse and he kind of fell to us in late third, so I mean, I I think it'll be a good pick because he'll have time to adjust. He doesn't have to play right away, and I think that's that's the biggest thing about all of those names. We're probably not going to see those on the roster or on game day, uh, apart from Jack Moody, uh, at least until next year. Um, the ones that we might do, uh, might see, are uh, obviously yeah, Jack Moody. I, Lee, you said it. I think it's a great pick. You know, if that's what you need, and and people are going to take him, and he seems like one of those maybe not generational talent at kicker, but he did nail a 59 yard in the semi-final of the CFP in the playoffs. So you know, you don't find that many that can do that at the college level. Get it? I think I'm I'm happy with him. I hope he can step up to the NFL. It's different beast. People are a bit faster. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, Cameron Latu, really happy. Uh, watched him play a bunch. Not so much this year, but last year he was pretty dominant. Alabama guy. It, people that play for Alabama are good players. It, it's that simple. And they're good football players. And then, yeah, D. Winters I'm really excited about because he was the core of that TCU defense, which kept TCU in so many games last year um, and allowed them to make that push to the national championship, which obviously didn't go too well for them but up to that point they they were that defense was flying and he's maybe the captain maybe he was calling the plays um but i could see another guy that maybe in, in a couple of years 
we'll have to make a hard decision whether we keep him or Greenlaw or whatever, but he'll definitely replace Arshay, uh, maybe even year one. Um, but I think that's a steal. Where we got him, not quite sure why he dropped so far, 216. That's, that's really, really late. Um, all the other names, I'm going to be honest, have a long much, have not had time to look into it. Um, oh, there's the defensive line from uh, from Georgia that uh, is going to be a good rotational play. Beal, is R- Robert Beal Jr. Yeah, Robert yeah. Beal Jr. Um, same again. <laughs> Georgia players are just good football players. It's you, you know you don't have to go too far to to get that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Ultimately, uh, it's all about now. It's all about see what they do at training camp. We'll see what they do it. If one of them can step up in a preseason game and fill a role this season, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, but overall, I'm quite happy. But I'm like you, Lee. There was a couple of players on there. I wish, I wish maybe we could have traded up to go, or you know, they could have fallen to us. I think like Toho, Toho from Alabama was right there, about two or three picks before we, before we picked a uh, hundred and something, and he just went away and just say, oh, I really wanted us to pick him. And then no Oregon player, which is always like, why not? You know, <laughs> it's always nice to see your college team uh, in your national football team. So, yeah, but we'll see. Um, I don't have any complaint about it. Um, I think it's a it's a good draft. We'll see uh, if it pans out. What about you, oh, Paul? Paul also disappointed you didn't get drafted, obviously, but obviously. <laughs> no, I'm not Naji Kara. I can say that. I don't know what I was more shocked about, gents. The fact that. John and Kyle were listening to me, Lee and Gareth, and we made such a strong case for, for Jake Moody. So, Nadji, the Team Moody hype train has started. The oh, number four damn. jerseys wow. will be getting purchased from our friends in China. <laughs> Tracy's oh. already sworn to me that she's not wanting one for Christmas, despite what uh, Eric said on the live last night. But I was either <laughs> shocked that we took a kicker in the third round or the fact that I went radio silent on social media on draft weekend because I had some family stuff going on. I was offline from Saturday, 6pm, till 1 in the morning. And I've been like you, Nadji. I don't know a great deal about all the draft picks. I've obviously gone away, read up on them, watched what the content creators are saying. Focus mainly on Moody. I'm not going to lie, Gareth, because we did have a smile on our face when that pick was announced. And... To be fair, Nadji, you watched the show back on Thursday and you were quite complimentary. So I always take that as a compliment when our college expert says, well done, lads, you nailed that mock draft. But it's exciting times to be 49er fan. Anyone who is already judging the draft, I think it's a bit daft at the moment. You've got to let them get into training camp. You've got to let them get on the field. We always say we draft a year in advance and you said it better than me, Nadji. Some of these chaps won't see the field this year. And remember back to when Aaron Banks was a bust and everybody said we wasted that draft pick and then <laughs> look at last year. So for me, Gareth, I think the team have done well. Um, I do think the fact the Patriots picked a kicker has vindicated, but uh, some of the main content creators, John Chapman, who's a friend of the show, Lee, his live reaction to the Moody pick was comedy gold. But what are your thoughts, Gareth? Is this where you disagree with all us three and say you're unhappy and there were certain players you wanted or are you happy like us three? I'm I'm happy. I think it's a good draft. I think, yeah, one thing that really annoys me about the draft is the snap grades when players haven't taken a snap. It just seems, I know people have got to churn out content, but it always just seems it's worthless. It's utterly worthless, those grades. Uh, they're, they're like your, your, what do you call it? Your, um, 
computer game stats, you know, they don't mean anything. So a bit of a surprise. I wasn't necessarily surprised we took a kicker. I think that was that was a good move. Um, and it's the, right, it's the right thing to do. If you think he's not going to be there when you pick, again, it's his obsession. Oh, you picked him too early. He said, well, we didn't have a pick at about the level we want. So we either reach and pick a bit early or we miss out on the player, which would we rather do? And exactly. missing out on the player is the worst of those two. So, and we have plenty of draft capital, and it was a free compensation pick anyway. So he's a free player that we've basically uh, uh, been able to add. Uh, I was a bit surprised we took two tight ends and two linebackers. I thought there may have been a little bit more spread, but I think we identified both of those as areas of need. So why not double down on them? Uh, and I do. I think the logic of going well, let's get the best players who we think might actually make the the squad rather than just picking somebody running them through camp and then and then letting them go in august um but i'm not sure we're going to have enough room for for all of the tight ends we currently have whether there could be a, a trade on the horizon of, of stacking up at some of these positions that's what made me think is there is there something there in terms of letting potentially not kittle but uh dwelly or warner um potentially leave if if either of these guys are good what do you think about the um yeah picking double downing on certain positions no it's interesting charlie warner is the uh i think the guy that we might we might lose here when did we draft him do you remember three seasons ago three so that this year is his fourth so yeah it'll be the end of his rookie contract so if, if you think we're taking two to replace him because he hasn't been stellar. He's been good, but you know, I'm sure Latu can definitely fulfill what he does. Uh, he's a bit more of a pass catcher. Uh, Warner is very much a blocker. I don't know what Braden Willis is is like, but um, yeah, you know, it means you don't have to give a veteran contract to somebody, and you can just let Warner go, and and then you just. just keep churning our rookies I, I, I think that's probably the deal i don't think kettle's going anywhere anytime soon it's kind of the mascot of the team isn't it it's, it's kind of it represents what we do so i don't i don't th- i don't think george wants to go anywhere he's got a football field in his in his house now so he doesn't need to go anywhere um now I, I don't have a problem I, I think it's just a result of as paul said you know drafting a year ahead you, you, you don't have to stretch or you don't have to think too much about positional value. You just look at your board and like when it's your turn to pick, you say, Oh, this is the best guy on the board. Let's, let's just take him. And then we can deal with the consequences later. They've got four months to figure it out. And, you know, six round, seven round players very rarely make it anyway. So just give these guys a shot and see what happens. No, I don't, I mean, we were thin a linebacker, so I'm happy that we did that. Um, and then uh, tight end, we've got about five now. So it's not, you know, it's not that many. Uh, one injury away from being exactly how many we need. So, because that happens as well in this in this sport. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> the thing with uh, tight end, Nadji, is Dwelly wasn't exactly signed back first opening days of obviously free agency. I think he only got a one year deal, and he would be yeah. someone who oh, yeah. either look to cut or put on the practice squad. And you said Willis South. I've pulled up is um, report there and it says that basically he was versatile and effective as a blocker Nadji and maybe even better after the catch and he led the tight ends in broken tackles per reception 
but apparently oh, the reason wow. he fell into the seventh round this is a question mark over his speed but you can't argue taking him in the seventh round and some people are actually saying he could be better than the chap in the third round or two and we interviewed all the tight ends coming into the draft it was obviously an area that we've identified I think Kyle does want to run the two tight end sets maybe mix up the personnel like you said let them have a, a, a training camp battle like you said, the pressure's on Dwelly and Warner. Kittle's obviously up there. But it was interesting to see Latou was taken to the tight end university with Kittle. So I'm not saying oh, that had um, a, a bias on John and Kyle, but obviously he's going to have fed back how he did. But yeah, he was one of the few college tight ends to go to the tight end university. So I thought that was interesting. I think it was it was only three, I think I read. Only three college tight ends went to a, a Kittle school. Yeah, that's, that's correct. I was actually over the moon that we took two tight ends and two linebackers. Because um, like I said, both of those are areas of need for next season. Um, once we get into the off-season next season, we actually only have one tight end under contract, which is George. So yep. to take two tight ends this year, even if it means one of them we need to risk and stick on um, the practice squad, I think it's ideal. And um, what Paul's mentioned there about some people are saying that uh, maybe Willis is better than Latu, I would agree. I wouldn't agree with that because I don't know. <laughs> Stupid thing to say. I I like the look of Braden Willis more than yeah. I like the look of Cameron Latu. And Braden Willis was the third-ranked blocking tight end coming out of college in the draft. So he's obviously good at what he does, or he's one of the best at what he does coming out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I don't know if you've seen the clip that he uh, did after he was uh, picked. So no. he completely went off on one telling 31 teams that they're all going to regret passing up on him um, okay. he's going to make their lives an absolute misery playing for the Niners oh well that's good that's good energy I like it yeah um, yeah that's I a mean, good start. yeah yeah definitely that, that fits the uh, the wrestling mentality I think I mean the, I've, I've seen a lot of play for, as I said mostly last year not, not so much this year but the guy's been playing a massive game the SEC is you know, it's, it's a different level in terms of league. And it's probably what's the closest to the NFL in terms of of playing speed and body type and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think he'll do really well in the league because he's 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 a good player, and I think that's probably why he went a lot higher. Now, whether he's going to be three years and gone or if he's going to shoot up and uh, tight end is except for Kittle, which obviously was a massive home run. Um, we've largely been terrible at it uh, apart from apart from George and that's when George actually plays because he hasn't finished a full season since forever really so I think it's not about it's not a bad thing to take a shot at two guys that can that have upside and then if those two guys even turn out to be you know very good who's to say somebody give, doesn't give us a stupid offer for George and we can't say no uh, you know, because it's the nature of the business, and you save yourself money and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to see it happening, but mm. you know, it, as a team building exercise, I think it's I think it's important. And even to challenge George, when I, yeah, this, these two kids are probably faster than you in in a couple of years. You know, when you turn thirty, you're gonna have to up your game. And does that make him better? Probably, because he's a competitor. So let's, yeah, I I like it. And uh, if what you say is true about Brendan Wallace, I will definitely go and watch some tape. Oklahoma is a good is a good school too. You know, the Big Ten is not it's not easy to play in either. So um, yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a, be a good combat all that. Dwelly, Latu, Willis, and uh, do we still have uh, what's his name? Well, Tyler Croft. 
or Croft, as I said. So yeah, good battle. I definitely could see Croft and Dwelling a cut if those two guys show. Did, did, did we resign Croft for a one-year contract? We have, I don't we think we have. Yet, no, I don't, I don't have, think it's on the roster anymore. Yeah. yeah. Only, uh, yeah. only one new toy for Chris Koracek, uh in the shape of Robert Beale Jr. Um, bit of a surprise we only took one D-line, but then I thought, there's no room for any more. We've we've signed so, enough. So we we've got we, we did projects. pick up one in undrafted free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. So actually, the I guy think. out of uh, North Dakota State, uh, Spencer Wage. Oh, yeah. I think so that's how he's Wage. 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 Yeah. yeah so he, he does have two. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we did well in free agency to re-sign mm. a couple of stars and obviously bring in Yvonne Hargrave. Um, so to pick up only one, and remembering that we've got Clear Davis. Who was redshirted yes. as rookie season to come back, uh, and the miraculous um, Yvonne Kinlaw, who who's apparently got bionic knees now because people reckon he's going to play a full season. I'd be surprised if he plays a full game, but let's see. <laughs> um, I, I, it doesn't surprise us. I, I thought the Robert Beale Jr. pick at where we picked him. I thought that was a decent pick. I'm really excited to see him play. Um, Spencer Wage, don't know anything about him. No, not for that he's, state. He's a big lad. He's a big lad, I know that, but uh, don't know much about him. Um, for me, the most intriguing player we've picked up was as an undrafted free agent, and he came from Oregon State, and he's a fullback, fullback called Jack Coletto, yeah. who, who can also throw the ball. Oh. Yeah, Nick, Nick's high on him. Nick was saying. That's a, yeah, that's yeah a I like the look of him. Man. It's a new underling for Juice. Uh, it was bound to happen. Uh, we know Juice Jack is going to, you know, become old very soon. <laughs> it's been a, it feels like he's been with us for twenty five years uh, when when we got him from the from the Ravens. Um, yeah, but it it was there was only two fullback in the draft, and neither of them got drafted. I think the, the other guy from yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah. Not to call to see it, uh, Hunter Lupe. Lupe, yeah, Lupe. Lupe, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good that we got you know a bit of depth there for for Juice to you know pass on the torch, teach teach the younglings. Oregon State, though. Yeah. I don't know much about college, but I knew you wouldn't be happy with that. But uh, you were talking there. I've just pulled up that Spencer Wage stats. He appeared in fifty-seven games. 29 starts during his six years and registered 138 tackles, 42 tackles for loss, 20.5 sacks. And in 2022, he started all 15 games. So he seems like someone to worth picking up and sticking in camp. Yeah, and, Robert, yeah. and Robert Beale Jr., apparently, their head coach said, we're getting one hell of a player. And he's a bit of an Ibukam clone. And the athleticism <laughs> leaps off the page. Yeah. So again, you think, you hear that. And I got excited. Nad, you don't know much about him. But as soon as I saw that... Um, yeah, he's, another um, project. It's a project pro- pick for Kovacic, Kovacic yeah. isn't it? And I'm, I want to see what proper, he does. He's a proper edge rusher. Uh, you, you won't see him you know, lining up on three-point stance and uh, the, do that kind of trenches work. He's, he's a of the edge kind of guy like Ebukam, like D Ford, like um our pick from last year, uh, which is name evades me now. Too many names. <laughs> um Drake Jackson. <laughs> same kind of body type, just you know, speed and technique more than power. Um but he, he, yeah, again, Georgia, Georgia Bulldog is the guys on the field um at Georgia 
you're probably getting a good football player no matter what um let's just hope they can make the leap to the nfl because it's still it's still a, a big yeah. leap between college and, and but and then when it comes to the the other guy from north dakota state the stats don't really mean much it's, you know fcs is the levels between teams are very very different it's you know and that's why you know people like trey lance don't get too much uh, you know it's hard to say whether they're going to be good or not uh it's just the level is not quite as high that doesn't mean they're not good obviously josh allen is probably not but you know uh yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see the obligatory two undrafted uh running backs <laughs> in fact yeah i was going to talk uh, about those i reckon i'm i'm going to do a bold prediction straight away i reckon one of them will make the roster and that's <laughs> not because i know any of them but it just seems to be a pattern Ronald Howard and Callan Laborn. Some good names. That's good. Marshall and UTEP. Uh, yeah, no idea who they are. Definitely going to check them out. I, I think we might have moved away from, and maybe this draft is an indication of it, but our team has morphed last year, I think. We're not so much a running team anymore, you know, especially with Brock in the center and with CMC in the backfield. Yeah, we can run if we need to. Uh, we still have Debo, we still have, you know, CMC and um, thingy, seriously names, whatever. Mitchell. Number twenty-five. Yeah, Mitchell. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I, we're. I think we're a past past team. You know, Brandon Ayuk and Josh Carroll and Debo in, in the air and CMC for the air. And then since you know Jimmy Garoppolo took over essentially and started slinging a little bit and then Brock Purdy did it way better. Um, Maybe maybe that's who we are now. We don't. That's why we didn't take a running back in the third, and we, we took a safety and a kicker instead. <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, I think our I think our running back room is is quite solid at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. we, yeah. We we've got five players there that we're more than happy with. So it's going to be interesting to see how they get on this season. Whether or not Mitchell can stay healthy, because obviously Mitchell was one of the people that we thought potentially might have gotten traded during the uh, the second day so we could move up into the second round um, but he didn't so I mean to me looking at our running back right well I'm over the moon with it it's good Mitchell's really going to have to stay healthy till week one if he wants to stay on this team I think if he gets hurt again it's it's going to be a bye bye Amelia any player you're going to potentially make a bold prediction for him who do you think could be a star out of this group maybe not immediately oh. but I'm on D Winters. He's my guy. I agree with that. I think D Winters as well. I think he could. Uh, I think he could light up the the league. Um, a la Fred Warner a little bit. I think he could. He could surprise a lot of people. He's yeah. he's very good. I'm I'm looking forward to him. Paul, Jake Moody's going to be the kicker for the next <laughs> ten years. Gareth, I'm I'm only here for one thing tonight, people. I'm the kicker man. But all jokes aside. Dee Winters was someone I've become quite high on listening to the content creators and here is level of aggression that I'm reading here. Screams 49ers playing like you guys have said. I think he could easily you know, become one of the better linebackers in the league if he develops the way we think he's going to be. But uh, if he can become half the player all pro Fred is, then that'll be a bold enough prediction for me. But yeah, Winters looks good. And Beal, Robert Beal Jr., the more I read up about him, I think he could be quite good. But Jake Moody is the man for me, Gareth. <laughs> Good to see some kicker love. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing 
Uh, Jair Brown uh, line up with Hafunga. It may not be this year. I think he'll have to do well to beat out Gibson, but I think that would be great, him watching uh, a solid veteran pro like him for most of a season, maybe getting a few snaps. Um, but I can see him doing a Hafunga-like leap, and there's a good chance we could have the two of them together uh, as a unit for, for a good chunk of years. Uh, mm. And I think just, just from what I've seen, they do seem to be potentially a nice fit with each other, uh, complementary in, in how they're going to go about the game. So I think that's important. And uh, obviously, I think that the big endorsement for him was uh, John Lynch wanted him. And uh, Lynch knows something about playing safety, maybe. I think it's fair to that's say. Right. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Different, and think different era and different kind of safety he was, but yeah. I think it was good for Steve Wilkes as well that the first pick of the draft was a Steve Wilkes type of player. You know, yeah. they say Brown can play that single high safety, which let's face it, Hufanga is more of a ball hawk. And like you said, Gareth, there was a bit of a knock on his speed in the 40, but you look at him on the game tape and you look at him in the combine and all the rest of the, the metrics. I'm, I'm excited for him, but uh, I had to show the kicker some love. But you're right, I don't think he's under pressure to start this year, but if he does well in training camp, he could alternate reps with Gibson. I mean, Gibson was close to retirement, but he's decided to come back. Who wouldn't want to play with Huff? I know that's what Nadia was hoping for to get that call. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, Gareth. I think any of the nine we've picked have the potential to you know, break out. And I'm just excited to see our team put them through the paces. And like you said, you got me fired up at the start, Gareth, with that introduction of where we're going. It'll soon be September, chaps. We'll have nothing to talk yeah. about. The, the thing that... The, the thing we, we need to not forget is most of these guys will fit what we do in terms of, you know, not necessarily just scheme and, you know, but in terms of people and uh, and their, um, the way they, they go about football and the kind of players they are and everything. It's all about culture. And I think, I think all of these guys are probably a lot higher culturally in terms of what we do as the Niners than, you know, their position. And that's why we, pick them it, it happened to be you know oh we picked this guy it happened to be linebacker but i think he's just he's a good player and he fits what we do and we can mold him into what we do because we have good coaches so ultimately apart from jack moody which obviously is a kicker and that's all he's going to do he's going to kick i think you know all the tight end safety the corners that we picked it, they can be molded and weaved into what we need and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we see most of them on special team this year to see the kind of player they are not doing what they're supposed to do, i.e. playing offense or defense. And then, but yeah, let's just trust what, you know, John and Kyle have been doing. I think they've been churning out really good players, really good people as well. Our team is one of the, there's there's no diva on the team. No one is asking for more money and holding out and that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously asking more money, that's what every player do, but they they go about it the right way and, and they play about it the right way too. So, uh, I'm looking forward to you know get to know those guys and see them on the field and gel with the team and and then just build a, a stronger roster because I know we want to win a Super Bowl soon because we have the pieces for but it's also like all these guys could be with us for the next five six years and we we I still want to win games in in five six years not just next season when we win the Super Bowl and then what, you know. So this is what we need to keep thinking, thinking way ahead. And and we can be a franchise that, you know, it's at the top for the next 10, 20, 25 years rather than like the Rams did, win one and then disappear into oblivion. 
Any uh, other stories around the draft from the other teams? Anyone uh, give you any entertainment? The Anyone Jets. I'm so going to look forward to it. And, oh, no, I'm just... I'm a massive Jet fan now, apart from the Aaron Rodgers and stuff. No, whatever. But they've got a tight end I really like. <laughs> I think I know the one. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we drafted him. Zach, Zachy boy. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to watch him, see if he makes it into the league, because I love the name. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's nightmare. Yeah, Paul's over the moon that we didn't draft him. Zacharuni, Martin Hughes would have had lots of fun if we drafted him. We'd have seen a number of those jerseys at the meetups. Maybe he's not unofficial, but we'd have seen a lot of those jerseys. Oh, God, yeah, for sure. Uh, Should we talk about the rest of the NFC West real quick? Did you guys think we're in trouble? Good drafts, good, you know. Actually, once again, the Seahawks tend to get a lot of... Oh, they had a really good draft. I yeah, they always I'm do. much, much more worried about what the Eagles drafted. I will take what the Seahawks took um, over if the Seahawks had taken the players that the Eagles took. I, mm. I don't know that the Seahawks have improved that much. They were kind of lucky. Uh, Jackson Smith uh, fell to them. them. People are saying, oh, it's a great pickup. And they go, well, they, it just fell to them. No one else, yeah. no one else took him. And they've already got two good wide receivers, so I didn't see that as a massive improvement. Um, and I certainly am more concerned that the Eagles just seem to have reloaded instantly uh, with with some top talent. Um, but other than that, I, I should have really have a dig and see see who else has entertained me. But certainly, what did was the Green Bay Packers drafting two tight ends and three wide receivers. I thought that was quality trolling there from the uh, Packers. That's pretty funny. I'm not too worried about the Eagles. I, I, I know the names are scary, and Jan Carter was probably the number one overall on most people's board. But he, he gained eight pounds between the, count, the combine and the draft. And that screams to me a player that's not really focused and wants to be in NFL for the right reason. Um, he's definitely a good player, but we'll see. And uh, Nolan Smith is like Patrick Quinn, I think. Very cool, very good in college obviously georgia bulldog as well um is he going to be able to make the leap it's a big hit and he just came off a really bad injury so we'll see if he can actually play at all that's uh yeah but not too worried we'll see no rams cardinals people said the cardinals had a good draft but i mean they needed sure. everything anything they, got, they would have, they picked would have been a good draft they yeah good wide receiver good deal from the texans they got a rubbish wide receiver from yeah, he's, a he's college of a tree. Demo's pocket for the next five seasons. Exactly. Ruins. Um, I mean, yeah, that trade that they got done to go from three to twelve or whatever was fle- they fleeced the Texans on that one. I can tell you that much. That was definitely good for them. Um, but I'd rather be picking ninety nine Jake Moody and having a good team than picking number three. So. Whatever. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Gareth. The the Eagles obviously got a lot applauded, but like you've just said there, Najee, the Gridiron magazine dropped before the draft and I was reading through the top 100 players. Now, Gridiron, Jake Moody was not on that list. You need to correct <laughs> that. But it was it was hard to get excited as a Niners fan looking at all those names, especially someone like me who doesn't do a lot of college football. But before Lee jumps in, the Seahawks, I think they've forgotten that while the NFL is a passing league, 
the NFC West isn't, and they didn't address the needs going up against your biggest rival, which is us. Um, the Rams, my good friend Mike has already told me he's hoping they tank. He wants that quarterback from USC next year. He's hoping the Rams uh, the worst team in football. <laughs> and I don't think they're doing anything to <laughs> to correct his uh, his vision there. And like the Cardinals, I did have a chuckle because Lee's boy ended up there. I would have loved us to draft him, Nadji, because Lee was so high on that wide receiver. And the fact that he stayed in division must be a bit of a kick in the teeth. But oh, it definitely was. I'm ever the optimist, Gareth. You know me. The Niners are the best team in football. We're the best team in the NFC West. I don't care what anyone else has done at this stage of the draft. Mm. But, Nadji, my friend who's a Packers fan has not recovered. And I'm pretty sure he's going to become a Jets fan in the next couple of days. So I have had yeah. some fun with those tweets, I tell you. Well, I think the, I think the Packers are tanking as well. and They they want, they want Drake May or Caleb Williams. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Maybe the uh, Stanford wide receiver is a bit of a sleepo agent set up by Lee. He's going to sow chaos in training camp for the Cardinals, get cut, and we'll pick him up. Stanford wide receiver. When was the last wide receiver of Stanford that was good? You're on the spot now. Right. Technically, technically. Right. Richard Sherman. No, that doesn't count. It does count. No, no, no. He, he played the, wide receiver. For Stanford. I know they recruited him as a wide last, receiver. It was his last two years he played cornerback. They recruited him as a wide receiver, but Jim Harbour didn't him play. And that's why they C- CMC, not count as a wide receiver slash running no, back? No, definitely not. Oh, Willie, I'm trying to help you out here, mate. I don't know much about college football. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even think of one. That's the thing. Um, Look how happy you are saying that, Najee. I can't even think of one. Big beam and smile for those people not Christian watching Kirk? on YouTube. Was it was it a Stanford guy? Christian Kirk? No. Um, I think it might have been, you know. That might have been the last. We'll have to Google it now. Yeah. We might have to do some Googling. Not, yeah, not entirely sure. What did you make, Gareth, that people said that we should have maybe gone a bit more heavy on the O-line in the draft? I've seen a few tweets going up there that people were unhappy. They saw it as an area of need. I have my own opinion, but I'd like to know what your opinion is, buddy. I I think we saw it as an area of need. We weren't quite sure if uh, uh, McKivitz was going to be the guy or whether he was just signed to make sure we've at least got a backup of that, of that spot. It potentially tells us that they're quite comfortable with him. Uh, there we, are, uh, we picked up a couple of undrafted free agents and uh, people have said that uh, Joey Fisher might be a bit of a monster. Um, can't uh, Seems to be a bit of a surprise to some people that he went undrafted. I think some people had him in that maybe going in the fifth or sixth rounds. So that could be a, a pickup there for, for a following year. But I think it, it, it must say that they've got confidence uh, in McKivitz. Um, and who knows, maybe they could have been said, well, actually, he's he's only a smidge below McGlinchey, let's stick with McGlinchey because everybody knows, uh, you know, in that unit, he's he's the known quantity. Um, and who knows, if McKivitz had had to step in last season, we might not have seen that much difference. I'm, I'm hopeful. I've got to trust the O-line coaches. Um, and I think Shanahan and Lynch both said, there's no point picking someone for, for the sake of it um, if we don't think they've got a chance of making the squad. I think he's absolutely right. And, and if the o- O-line guys who are available at that stage of the draft, they looked at them and thought, these guys are, are going to be on the practice squad at best, then uh, why pick them? So hopefully uh, the 
undrafted free agents will have a chance to compete. Could find a gem. We've we got a couple of guys from last year, I think, still on the practice squad, uh, who who can, might come in and compete. So again, maybe they're happy with some of the progress they've seen from from some of the guys we've maybe forgotten about a bit, um, because we we do seem to have that way of tucking a player away, like a Jawan Jennings for a season, um, and then suddenly he comes out and he's and he's definitely NFL ready. So I could see the the same thing happening. Anything else on the draft? I think. We've probably just about covered it. Well, uh, I want to say thank you to Luke, Lisa, uh, I forgot the names. Lisa, Ryan, Ryan and Claire. Luke. Ryan and Claire, so, so thank Lee, you very Lee, much. Lisa and Ryan. So Ryan is yep. um, Lisa's son and Luke and Claire are partners from the UK. Yeah, I just want to say a massive thank you to them for representing us you've yeah. done i don't know if they listen to this or watch it or whatever not sure um but they've they've definitely done a more than excellent job i think they did better than we did lee <laughs> well. it's not it wasn't it wasn't that hard because we didn't really know much and we were a bit frazzled most of the time but um yeah way to represent you know when i put that post about uh representing us and essentially don't be an idiot uh, yeah. in front of everybody i didn't really imagine that they would go such length ways to to you know the opposite way essentially and make us look that good in front of everyone so yeah absolute massive thank you for that you've done us proud and uh, i hope you had a good time it looked like it and it looked pretty awesome despite the price of beers and, and stuff but um yeah can't can't say thank you enough That's, so uh, it awesome. was interesting to hear because the, the the both groups have been in touch with us since since they're getting back from kansas and it was interesting to hear that uh, all of them suffered from that third day of fatigue that both you and I suffered from. Oh as well. God, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one. That, that was that was hard yeah. stomach. Yeah. By the time um, we got to day three, they were absolutely, absolutely exhausted. Yeah, shattered. Well, jet lag and you know all that, yeah. it's, it's, and booze and food and and, and it's so a full day. It's a full day. <laughs> yeah, full on, full day, yeah. full on. To, to be fair, Najee, I have to agree. The fact that Luke got on the 49ers official Twitter page and Instagram with a flag. I'm not going to lie. Seeing you up there on the stage last year, Lee, seeing you nudge at the front was something. But when I woke up and saw the tweet from the 49ers and they said, we yeah. see you, UK faithful. And then you see Joe Staley has met Lisa and Ryan. You see Luke and Claire have met Brock Purdy. And like you said, Nadji, it just shows the community we're building. Luke has been in touch. Yeah. If he is watching, if he is listening, he's allowed me to... He's got some goodies, Nadji, like you got, and he's keen to share the love. So we are putting something together. Once we have the full details, it will be open to the UK. 49 Faithful people only based in the UK. Luke has asked me to say that. Once I have more details, I'll let you know. But to see them out there representing has been awesome. And Lee, he's based in the south, down in Canterbury, I believe. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. He's keen to be more involved and he's hoping for a southern meetup. Now, when I say southern, I do apologise if I'm upsetting anyone because Nick Ludlam was pointing out that the south might mean something different to most, but I'm in Middlesbrough. Lee's not far from me, but when we say south, we mean London onwards that way. Luke might be Anything below together. Birmingham is, is, yeah. is south. Well, it just goes to show, Nadji, you went out there. I got here. <laughs> Anything below Middlesbrough is the South. <laughs> I would be in the South if that was true. <laughs> but no, no. All, all jokes aside, he said he wants to be more involved. And I think we've had 
some people ask for meetups that way. So if Luke is obviously listening, watching, he's got a taste for it, Nadji. And let's face it, when you're well, the face we'll, of the franchise, you might as well, well strike while the iron's hot. We'll definitely uh, do some kind of show, uh, you know, when things aren't a bit quiet on the Niners front. I think it would be good to get as many of them as possible, plus Lee and me and uh, on this, and we can talk about our experience, their experience. Yeah. and uh, Because, like, let's be honest, this is probably something that is going to keep happening, I would imagine. Uh, fingers crossed. I don't want to... This isn't... I haven't heard anything. This is pure speculation. But if it's happened two, two years on this trial and we've done such a good job, I don't see why they wouldn't invite us next year and going forward. So, uh, you know, let's just build it up and make make it a thing and we, yeah we'll definitely do a show talk about what they did what we did what was different and if people want to probably do a live so people can ask questions and stuff like that and our american friends can join us and and ask questions too um but and maybe we can do the raffle stuff on during the live that would be a cool thing uh we'll, we'll see yeah but yeah i just i just want to say thank you it looked awesome the pictures are amazing and you've you've done us proud so yeah thank you again and Claire has probably got the very first signed Brock Purdy jersey in the whole of the UK. Mm. Well, very jealous. No, I'm not. I'm not jealous at all about that. <laughs> I, I I'll do you a swap, Claire. I'll do, I'll do you. I'll do you a swap. <laughs> no, do I this don't one and, no, I don't think so. Well, I think. I think there is talk of something signed by Brock being raffled, though. So. It will yes. be for charity, yeah. just to put out it will be for charity. We haven't Absolutely. quite decided the details. Yes. However, on last night's live, Mr. Ludlam always hits me with a would you rather, and I asked him oh. which one he'd rather do, Najee. Meet Joe Staley or meet Brock Purdy. Could only have Brock, one option. Brock Purdy, that's too easy. That's not a would you rather, it's Brock Purdy. No, oh, no, it caused some controversy last night oh, no. on the live and different people having different opinions. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. That, that's for me, it's easy. One, no, it's dead easy. Brock, hundred percent. I, I honestly think I'll go for Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Must be good for Joe. But what, what, what do you mean? Of course, I <laughs> of course, you would. I yeah. No, definitely Brock. Easy. So after the draft, next thing is the schedule release, which I guess may well be the subject of our next show. Uh, I yes. think. Yeah, we'll. That will be a, another couple of weeks away. Uh, but anything to summarise the draft or wrap it up before we finish? Lee, final words um, of wisdom from the GM. Final words. Oh, don't yeah, no, let's don't... talk about that real quick. You guys nailed it. Oh, Two I'm picks out of... yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I watched the it? show. I watched... Yeah, that's... Your objective you opinion, two, two pick out of... What was it? Nine we got. You guys managed to... Yeah, so that's, the, that's impressive. That's... Pick? Oh, it was Jay Brown. Jay Brown, yeah. You yeah, picked yeah. Jay Brown and, yeah. and Jack Woody, the, the first two, which was uh, right. easier to yeah, yeah. square the way. But... the money picks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, well done, well done guys. <laughs> we uh, well, we well matched done. position quite well because we took edge rusher, corner, a linebacker, tight yeah. end. I think yeah. we, we had a quite a good position match. I mean, if if you'd if you'd score three or four names in like the six and seven round, that would have been pure luck. <laughs> no, no offense, guys, but yeah, it's impossible. There's no way. I mean, the, 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 there's far too many variables to get. I mean, it's possible, but it would have been pure. <laughs> I meant yeah, no, it, was, I it, was a, it was a great mark. It was a great mark. I, I, I didn't disagree with most. I, I would have picked Shoemaker as my first pick. 
but um, because it was, uh, I know I was watching the show and he was available, and I think yeah. I think he's going to be a good player. But um, yeah, no, it was a good show. Well done, guys. So, so final words on the draft. What it says, don't even think about grading this draft un- until three years down the road. G- give these young men a chance to actually I develop know. into NFL players and get up to speed because it's a whole different ball game when you go from college to the NFL. Yeah. All these people, all these analysts already handing out grades. It's ridiculous. One of them gave uh, San Francisco a C grade because they said their major need was cornerback. That's how well he knows the San Francisco 49ers. Analysts like that shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere near a team's fan base and stir up crap like that because yeah. they've got no idea. The, the best people you should be looking at is 49er content creators. The, the good ones, that is. Um, if any, if anyone, I'll say, it, look at Matt Bar- Barrows. Check Barrows, out his yeah. articles. Yeah. He, he is spot on. He's spot on. So, Anything yeah. about the athletic, really. Don't, don't judge it. Me, I, I think positionally, we did a really good draft. We, we took all the positions that I thought we needed for next off-season. Uh, and what, what that does to me is it gives us confidence moving all the way through the season that once we get to the draft, we'll be in a position to take best player available. Again. Yeah. Well, see, I wanted to, I've been talking to you, to you guys about this, doing a, a review draft, but you review the draft from three years ago because now we can, right, actually go down. I don't even remember Crack what the draft idea. was. Love it. Three years ago and do an actually proper review pick by pick Yes, no, good, bad. Uh, we then and then looking at the draft and who got drafted around that player and who she would have picked and that kind of thing. That's I think that's way more interesting than oh C plus. It's like had, last year, I would I would like to see the grade from last year with Brock Purdy as you know two six two and be like oh yeah B minus. It's like no, that's an A plus plus plus. We found Brock Purdy. That's all that matters. You know, it's just like yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's funny. But yeah, I've, I think maybe we could do that, um, you know, sometime in May, do a, a review mm-hmm. of the draft three years ago. If people are interested, let us know in the comments on YouTube. I'll be, let us know uh, on Facebook. Are you and... Oh, is that? No, that's five more. years. That's that's four years ago. It's the one after um, that. Is that 2019? Because that was... Yeah, because uh, we've yeah. just picked up... 2020. Ayuk's, uh, Ayuk's fifth. 2020 so draft. draft. Course, this yeah. is fourth year this year. Oh, no, no, yeah, so that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the IU draft, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, your Kinlaw draft, okay, well, yeah, that's a great review, it's perfect. I'd love to talk about. See, I was just kind of remember a little bit of exactly. news there because we, we've picked up Ike's fifth, but uh, not yes, we have Kinlaw's fourth, yeah. I think that was widely no surprises, yeah. yeah. I think we all predicted broadly that about three weeks before, so I hope it. Comes back to bite us though, and we have yeah, to give well. Jaron Kinlo a big contract. I, I generally hope so. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Is that a draft we picked Jennings as well? Yes. Whew, that's as an undrafted uh, free agent. No, he's a, he and, was a seventh. And to Michael Esty, right? I think. Was he? I, th- I yeah. thought he was an undrafted free agent. No, I think, I think he was seven. Yeah, he was seventh. the last pick in the seventh round, right. yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. And I think it's the. It might be the draft we signed Mitchell and Tomiko Hasty. Maybe? I can't remember. Definitely Hasty. Who's obviously not with us anymore, but 
it was pretty good for a few years. Let's do that on yeah. another show. Yeah, I was just about to say, we'll have to research it because we're not doing a very good job of it at the moment. No, no. <laughs> top of my head. It's almost like we're not prepared for these sort of things. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just, really. I was going to say you asked for final thoughts in the draft and then we disappeared off, but I'm glad you mentioned Ayuk, Gareth, yeah, because been, we, all said, we all said if we kept Ayuk, it would be a success. And obviously Neil Graham dropped the um, comments in the group that CMC has to be included in this trade because that's why we didn't have... Uh, sorry, this draft, because we didn't have uh, a second round. Entry, yeah, but uh, yeah. for me, Gareth, the final thought is Nadji praising us for our mock because we were nervous without you, Nadji. Then you tuned in, which put the pressure on. But I was happy I that we did a good I, I job. I didn't tune in live, to be fair. But yes, apologies, people have been stupid busy. As, as you've mentioned, it's all good, mate. Not it's throwing good. guitars at people. <laughs> for which I... I apologise for the, for the case of mistaken identity and, and accuse you of being a, a guitar slinger. No, everybody's got long hair in the music industry. It's uh, it's difficult to 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 have to wrap your head around. And on that note, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should probably wrap that up. We've managed to eat the draft out for almost fifty-four minutes. It's not bad. Fifty-three minutes. So, wonderful. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks, I think, with a show where hopefully we'll be di- digesting the schedule um, if we don't have to do something between now and then. But uh, fingers crossed, but no news at the moment. So thanks, gents, and thanks for everybody who listens and indeed watches the show. Uh, it's the summer. Smash those like, subscribe buttons and give us some comments uh, and feedback because we do a reader and we do appreciate it. Uh, indeed. Great stuff. Another day. The season is even closer. Uh, more names potentially down onto the uh, Niners Legends list. I'm hopeful anyway. I think we've hit a star on every single draft that Shanahan and Lynch have done. So one of those guys, one of those names uh, is going to turn into a Kittle or a Greenlaw or a Warner or a Hufanga. I, I'm convinced of it because we D winters uh, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, enjoy a little bit of sunny weather here in the UK and go Niners. Bang, bang, man again. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.